guys, it's me, Danny, and welcome to the Just Saying Podcast. Let me start off by apologizing to all of you listeners because this episode is late. Um, there have been some technical difficulties with recording, so um, we had to push it back, and I apologize again to everybody. But thank you for being here now, so let's get the business out of the way. First of all, if you are an iTunes um, listener and subscriber, well, if you're a listener, if you have not subscribed yet, go ahead on and do that right now. And especially if you are an iTunes um, listener, you can also rate and review the podcast. Shout out to all my people who are um, giving me them good five stars. I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you. And thank you to all the new listeners. Thank you to everybody who's new here. Welcome. We here. We learning. We growing. We doing all that kind of stuff together. And shout out to all of my day ones or day sevens or day month three. (laughs) Whatever time you jumped in, welcome to all of you. Okay, let's get into some stuff. First thing I wanted to talk about uh, before we get to my weekend, let I want to just um, say my give my condolences to um, mogul Sean Puffy Diddy Combs, however you guys may know him, and his family um, over the passing of um, his the mother of his children, Kim Porter. Um, Kim Porter, actually, there's not a thing that I wanted to say about anything that she's done. Um, Not that I'm saying anything was significant, but it's just for me, the fact that she was a mother of um, four children and being a mother of five and having a lot of these children be young children, it just touched my heart. So uh, Kim Porter was a model and um, again... Like I said, she was also the mother to two children by Sean Combs and actually one child with um, Albie Shore. So, you know, I just wanted to send my condolences out to um, all of the people who are affected by her loss. Now, on to my weekend. Let me try to remember. Oh, let me tell you this. Okay. So, first of all, I worked hella long this weekend, this week. I did, I was banging out like 18, 19 hour days. I know. Why would I do that? Um, I was, a, you know, I had agreed to help a fellow co-worker. And so, I worked some extra shifts uh, at my job. And so I was mad tired. So when I came home Friday, I worked, normally I don't work on Fridays. This weekend I worked until Friday morning. So when I came home, child, I crashed, right? I was was sleep for real. I was like that deep, hard sleep. But because I don't sleep, my sleep pattern is so crazy, I didn't sleep long. I just slept hard. So I still felt rested. Right? You understand? Okay. Then um, I got a call that said, hey, girl, let's go grab something to eat. So we did. And I'm not going to say where I was, but the service was not delightful uh, at the place that I went to. And I was like, I mean, literally, 
the server kept on addressing me over my shoulder like she was trying to address two tables at the same time so I'm with the you know I'm with the person I went to dinner with we are sitting across from each other at the table and my back is to uh the door and so um the server is addressing the person that I'm with, but not addressing me, but I still needed to like, you know, ask for things. So now I'm turning my neck all the way around like I'm the exorcist or something trying to get her attention to have her pay attention to me. It was a mess. And I tried not to make a big scene because my food had not come out yet. And you know, I you don't know this, but I don't like to play with people who playing with my food up in the kitchen. So I didn't make make or cause a scene. Not that I'm a scene causer, but I didn't even be like, uh-uh, like, give me all manager. Uh-uh. I didn't do none of that because my food had not come out yet. So... I just know that uh, I won't be back to that place anytime soon. And that was my uh, Friday. And then on Saturday, okay, so then Friday, I think I just came back home and chilled and hung out. By the time I came back home, oh, let me tell you this. Mm, Okay, then I I was talking to... um, somebody that I had met and they gave me this long conversation about text etiquette that was like child I'm not even in the mood we might not make it all ready then Saturday I got up oh no 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 because this big business right here my youngest went on a retreat with um the church let me tell y'all when your youngest is up in the woods with the youth the youth uh group and you don't have to worry about where they at what time they coming in all of those things it is a relief so i packed that baby girl on up and i dropped her on off and shout out to my um oldest son because he is a youth leader and so he was there as a youth chaperone for uh the males uh he was uh, one of the youth chaperones for the males in the group so shout out to him uh teens who won't compromise yes uh so <laughs> that's something we say at my church uh so i you know i packed her up and sent her on off now um then Okay, so Saturday, I got up, and when I got up on Saturday, I was like, eh, I really don't know if I'm going to do anything. I, you know, I didn't really want to do anything. I thought I was just going to lay in my room and then get up and clean my room and then, you know, just have a chill day. I did, I did that for a good portion of the day, but I did get up and get out. I took the grand, the grandbaby out. You know, he likes to go out with me on Saturdays for some reason. He's not even two yet, but he has started to um, demand my time. And so, uh, a couple of us went out, me and um, two of my young adult children went and hung out and the grandbaby. And we didn't really do anything. We just went, you know, to some stores, looked at some things, had some conversations. I like to be able to to converse with them and be able to um, see, you know, where their minds are at, you know, at this stage in life and what they're thinking about in life and all those kind of things. And it used to be that we would do it when we were 
you know eating like go take them to go eat a meal or whatever but for some of my children that doesn't work best it's best to walk around and look at their likes and all those kind of things and then they just say random stuff that you probably wouldn't even get at the dinner because when you're sitting down it's more of a guided conversation and um, when you're at the store and you go to different aisles it will spark something different in their conversations and so there there was that then Sunday I got up and my intent was to go to church but I mean and I'm telling you I got up face clothes hair like I was I was getting ready I was moving along and it just was not working for me and so next thing I know I turned around it was too late like you know church almost over so I didn't make that so I just you know I prayed at the house and um, I read the Bible and I listened to some music I had my own uh, praise and worship time and uh then you know of course i tell you guys every week i cook sunday dinner what do we have this week oh this week we had some stewed chicken shout out to um a person i used to know who mother taught me how to make um said dish um and so we had some stewed chicken and um we played um games my mom loves playing this game called and this is not a um sponsor of mine or anything but she loves playing this game called knowledge is power if you have a playstation 4 or any of your children do you can play this game it's an interactive game you can play up to like six players it's kind of like a trivia game uh that you have to download an app onto your phone and everybody plays it the the game is on the screen you don't need controllers you just need your smartphones to use it i'm not again it's not an endorsement so ain't nobody (laughs) ain't nobody paying me to say this but my mom loves to play this game so we try to i try to get everybody together on sunday which i said before it's like our family night and um you know we played a good two rounds uh she was the winner both times kids are saying on me I don't care I feel confident in myself and my knowledge and my power (laughs) and so that then concludes oh I tried to watch that um what's the show called the housewives of Atlanta I can't I can't join in this season I don't know what what the issue is I used to watch it in the past but I think that I have gone as far as I could go with the ladies but we shall see because I have not been able to get in but I am watching that green leaf so if you guys are watching that shout out to you guys um now I told you before that I was catching up with my green leaf so I am on season three and I think I'm on like episode five now. now I know y'all people who are current are way ahead of me, but I'm making progress. I'm learning. I'm trying to figure it out. You know, no, we're going to figure it out. Now, um, that concludes what I did um, this weekend. And, um, you know, so again, I didn't really do nothing, but I did some things, you know, I felt relaxed enough to try to come back into work on Monday and, um, you know, get the day started. I mean, get the week started. 
Um, a lot of you, this is a, a short weekend for you guys because of the holiday. It is not for me. Um, I work my regular days. I do actually work on Thanksgiving. The job that I have does not shut down just because of um, the holidays. So say a little prayer for me while you're out eating your, your uh, family meals and whatnot because um, not everybody has family to go home to and um, not everybody is able to be at home during normal dinner hours to have meals with their family so there are a lot of people who will be having thanksgiving meals on wednesday or friday depending on um, their scheduling um, at their job so you know when you guys are together with your family just say a little prayer for all of us who have to work um unconventional hours and then have to celebrate and make some sacrifices for and with our families Hmm. Now, <laughs> because of Thanksgiving, I do want to say too, shout out to everybody who's traveling. I hope you guys are safe on these roads. Be safe on these roads. Pull over to the side and take a break if you need to. Well, don't pull over to the side because that's a little bit dangerous. But find you a rest stop and go to a rest stop and, and take you a quick nap. Call a friend on the phone or put, you know, um, them on, on your... Uh, FaceTime or something, hit a Marco Polo or something so that people know you're safe when you're in your car. Something like that. Let somebody know you're in your car taking a nap. Don't just keep on pushing and pushing and pushing. Don't try to uh, chalk up on the energy drinks. We want you safe when you get and be able to get to where your destination is okay now for me i'm excited for this weekend <laughs> my best friend's coming home and so we're going to do a lot of things and i'm not going to tell you now because if i tell you now what we're going to talk about next week i know but i'm just letting you know it's about to be all the way on uh, and I'll, so I'll be definitely tired because that one don't never let me have a break when she show up, <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it. And I know that you, some of you guys are looking forward to your friends and family. And I want to encourage you now, before you get to the table, the argument ain't worth it. You don't want to say those things that you, you know, that you get into the arguments with typically each year. If people say things that are not pleasing to you, go to another room, talk to a different person, let them know, you know, this year I'm working on my growth, so I don't want to engage you in that conversation, but thank you for still considering me and my life um, in your daily thoughts. That's that's like my way of trying to maybe giving out some uh, positive shade and, uh, you know, walking away. I don't know. But let's get started with today's topic. All right, as you know, every week I watch the Red Table Talk, and this week's conversation, well, let's get into it before we start there. Red Table Talk comes on on Facebook, it comes on every Monday, hits about noon-ish, um, you know, you can't find it anywhere else. I think at some point it does show up on YouTube, but it's either like somebody who recorded it from Facebook or it's choppy, so... 
if you have Facebook, you want to go there. Now, this week's conversation was about domestic uh, abuse. And I was going to go about this, you know, like I did before and take my notes and do all of this stuff. But let's just have a for real conversation. Because like I said, you know, the, comp- the, the recording is different. I'm just going to try to do something a little different here. So let's talk. First of all, domestic violence or domestic abuse is a pattern of behaviors used by one partner to maintain power and control over another partner that they are in an intimate relationship with, okay? And so we are going to talk about this as far as relationships go, uh, you know, being in these relationships. Now, all domestic abuse is really like that like the definition says is about control but it goes beyond the physical because what usually happens is that people tend to think about it in um, physical so domestic abuse does include behaviors that physically harm arouse fear prevent a partner from doing what they wish or force them to have or force them to behave in ways that they do not want It includes the use of physical and sexual violence, threats and intimidation, emotional abuse, and economic deprivation. So let's, let's touch on some of these just real quick. So we know about the physical abuse and that's when people put their hands on you. Now, uh, women and men, because we need to understand that women and men fall victim to physical abuse by the partners they are with. Um, and I don't just mean men who are in same sex relationships. There are some women who will also put their hands on their man repeatedly. Um, and he may not do anything that does not make him a punk. And I need people to understand this because we cannot say that a man who lets a woman put his hands on, put her hands on him makes him a punk. If we also say that men should not put their hands on a woman. Okay, if a man does not put his hands back on that woman, that does not make him a punk. And a lot of times that woman is doing the same thing. She is trying to have control over that man. So if somebody is putting their hands on you and you are in a relationship with them, that is not okay and it is not your fault. Those people are trying to control you and mostly putting their hands on you is um you know about the embarrassment they they can control you because now they have um fear coming from you uh let me keep going um there's also the sexual violence and 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 this uh sometimes people have a hard time understanding this but in relationships and even in not just um, dating, but in marriages as well. If you do not wish to have sex with the person that you are in relationship with and they force you to do so, that is domestic abuse. And that is not okay and it is not your fault. And so um, I think that we all we, we look we look over the fact that a lot of people who are actually in re- in marriages too, are being sexually assaulted by um, their spouse because it is another form of control. Then there is the, I'm sorry guys, I'm reading this, threats and intimidation. Now this one um, 
came now and in this one they talked about in uh on the red table talks as well there was a guest i don't remember her name guys i told you i did not take the notes this time because i just wanted to talk in a free form conversation with you all today um but the woman who was on the show she spoke about the fact that she was with a guy he used to beat her up and then she decided that she didn't no longer want to be with him anymore. And so she was telling him she was done. I'm not coming back to you, whatever. And so his next tactic was to call her, let her know that he had um, naked pictures of her that he was going to put on the internet. That is a form of abuse. And that is, um, when we talk about our kids, we don't want our children to be cyber bullied. That is a cyber bullying thing. That is a form of control. It is saying, if you don't want me to do these things, do what I tell you to do. Come back to me. Let me control you some more over here in my presence. I need to know what you're doing. And that is a threat and intimidation. And so this woman was crying and all these things, um, because and, and nervous because she thought that her pictures were going to surface on the internet um because of that and we've seen many people there are so many people and we need to understand there are a lot of videos and pictures out of celebrities that we know and people want to jump on real fast and try to see that but that that is a threat uh, from the person or intimidation from the person who um, posted those pictures. If they weren't pictures that you personally want up, then those are um, some kind of abuse, mental um, abuse, and that is not okay. It is not your fault if somebody does that and you need to know, you know, that you don't have to put up with these types of things. Let's keep on moving to um, another one that we have here, which is the emotional abuse. And emotional abuse is, so physical abuse, sexual abuse, and like the threat of public intimidation and um, humiliation. Those are the things that a lot of people see and you could call somebody and, you know, and people will jump in quick. The emotional one is harder to, um, le- I think it's harder to identify when you are, you know, like a coworker or a friend. Like, you know, if you're a coworker and your friend come, uh, one of your coworkers, if you're, if you work somewhere and somebody comes into your job and they have a black eye or they have a broken leg or they have a knot on their head or any of these physical things, you can identify like something, right? If she or he keeps coming in and they, you know, they look a certain way, they, they're bruisings and things like that. That's something you can identify. If you have been sexually abused, you can, um, you know, go to a hospital and they can check you out and they can treat that uh, and um, sometimes even press the charges based off of what the findings of, you know, um, the examination that they do at the hospital. When there is intimidation and there are threats, especially when it's this this whole cyber thing now and with smartphones and everything you can have proof of voicemails and text messages and those kind of things i'm not saying that any of these things will 
certainly lead to you know arrest or anything like that I'm just speaking on the fact that there is um, quicker concrete evidence of these types of abuse when we get to emotional abuse it gets a little bit more tricky to uh, let people understand it and so let me help you guys with some ways that I believe um, emotional abuse occurs because you know this is just um they they got some things here that that will do it and and so this starts with people you know not starts with but it includes calling you names or insulting you and criticizing you or people who refuse to trust and are always acting jealous or possessive now I know that a lot of times, and I'm going to speak to this as women, I'm sure there are men as well who do this personally, I'm speaking of what I have experienced in my life. Women will um, tend to not trust and use jealous tactics to, um, in a sense, try to control the relationship. And that is really a sign of abuse because, you know, anytime that you are trying to control where somebody is and what they're doing and how you, how much of the information you know, you can come to a point where it becomes emotional abuse. Um, People who try to isolate you from your family and friends, people who monitor where you go, who you call and who you spend time with. Anytime somebody is demanding to know you where you are every minute, like you feel like you got to call in all the time. Now, I'm not talking about people who are cheating and then got caught. And now you, the person that you're with wants to know your whereabouts for a while because you're going to own that and eat that. But we'll talk about that on another episode. But I'm talking about just in general. If you have to, you feel the need, the need to know where and who and how and why at all times, that is under the umbrella of emotional abuse. Um, Trapping people in your homes or preventing them from leaving. That's actually kidnapping. And if somebody calls on you, like if somebody wants to leave and you stand in front of the door like, no, you're not leaving. No, 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 you're not leaving. You're not leaving. You're not leaving. That's a form of emotional abuse. And that also borderlines on kidnapping and if you keep them for a certain amount of time I believe but again don't take it as fact and for me because I'm not looking that up I'm just telling you I believe there is a certain amount of time where if you keep somebody up in that house that is kidnapping and so you don't want to do that um using weapons to threaten you not actually using them on you but if somebody just like I know a person who would like get into an argument because they didn't know like how the argument would go with the person that they were in relationship with they like grab a knife and like hold it up to their throat never intending on really um trying to stab them or anything but it is a threat and that is emotional because the person then um it alters your emotional state to be state to be um, held at knife point to have a conversation um Punishing you by withholding affection. This is big, people, because there are a lot of people out there who are in relationships with people who just refuse to be affectionate and loving towards them. 
as a form of punishment. Like, oh, so you're not going to um, let me know this night, whatever. I bet you I don't give you compliments. I will not hug you. I will not love up on you. I will not do any of these things. And I might not even sit in the same room with you. I'll probably go in another room and not talk to you, give you the silent treatment for days upon days. Sometimes it could be weeks. You walking in and out the house. That is emotional abuse. And it's not okay. And if somebody is doing that to you, that is not okay, all right? Um, threatening to hurt you, the children, or your family, or your pets. Anybody who is threatening to cause harm to you, again, threats are a form of abuse. And so if you are threatening people to cause harm to any anyone or anything that is in relationship to the person that you say that you love... You are causing emotional abuse and that is not okay. And if somebody is doing that to you, that is a form of emotional abuse. Damaging your property when they're angry. People who punch walls, who kick doors, who throw things, um, you know, who break things around the house or all of that. Or people who stand and just like... uh, scream and yell it's like ah in people's faces that thing I don't know if any of you have seen that but I have seen that and let me tell you I felt a little bit abused having witnessed it and so the person who's experienced it firsthand child that's abuse okay um anybody who will humiliate you in any way like when people come over and or if you're out with your friends and somebody that you are supposed to be in a relationship with always tends to go for the jokes that make you look bad or make you the butt of the joke that is a form of, the, of emotional abuse and they're trying to break you down um and um so that you will then be able to be controlled and that's not okay either um People who blame you for the abuse. The emotional abuse is if somebody hits you, push you, breaks something, yells, you know, threatens to do anything to you, and then goes like, I wouldn't do it if you didn't do X, Y. No, 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 no. You need to have better self-control over yourself, bruh. And so anybody who blames you for the abuse that they are causing to you is emotionally abusing you. Um, people who always cheat or uh, accuse you of cheating that is an abuse if no if no evidence has been found uh and again you people who are cheating if you are being asked about it and you say that you're not but you know that you are the person who is asking you is not emotionally abusing you they are going off an instinct and so that is a little bit different um than a person who will oh so you oh you trying to go to the store oh you must be uh talking to the man at the store i know somebody in my family who every time they would go to a store their significant other would accuse them of sleeping with whoever worked at the store. Oh, you going to go down to the uh, meat place to go get some meat. Oh, it feel like the last time you went to go get meat, you had a little bit extra meat. You must be sleeping with the butcher. What is you talking about? Oh, you must be sleeping with the uh, gas man, uh, somebody at the gas station. People who do that, that is abuse. You don't got to keep on accusing. Oh, okay. I understand. I see what you're doing. That's abuse. And we don't need that. Um, people who serial, they're serial cheaters. 
and then they blame you for why they're cheating. Oh my gosh, I know <laughs> there is a person that I know, and it's not funny, but there is a person I know who would cheat and cheat and cheat and cheat. And every time that they got caught, and that's a whole nother situation as well, but every time that they got caught, they would blame the person that they were with. Like, hey, I only cheat because you work too much, or I only cheat because you um, always want to be at your mom's house. I only cheat because there's always a reason that they were blaming that person for why they were cheating. Um... It says cheating to prove that they are more desired or worthy than you are. I don't really um, identify with that one. I don't know anybody who has done such a thing, but I'm assuming that people would cheat just so that they could be like, look at how many people like me. I I guess that's what it sounds like. I don't I don't have any connection with that. Um, people who attempt to control your appearance what you wear how you how much you wear how much makeup you wear those type of things people who are controlling of what you wear that is a form of mental abuse let me tell you something uh if i am a grown adult adult if i was a grown i'm a grown adult and if i want to put something on to go places if you are not pleased with that you have to then decide whether or not you want to be in relationship with a person who would dress the way that i dress if you don't it is not your right to demean me to try to convince me to change my likes it means that you need to not be in relationship with me. You need to find somebody who dresses more in the manner in which you uh, you would like to um, walk beside, okay? And then telling you that you will never find anyone better or that you are lucky to be with a person like them. Okay, when I was um, younger and my children, of course, were younger, uh, the person that I was in relationship used to tell me all the time, you got a bunch of babies, nobody gonna want you but me. And there was a long time where I believed that. Not only because of that, but there were people in my family who were like, you need to go ahead on and marry him. I mean, y'all got all those kids together. Who else gonna want to be up in the house with a bunch of kids like that? And so I would definitely say that I suffer from I suffer under a couple of these but the one is saying that you know people would tell me that nobody else would want me or that or or even saying this so you ain't never gonna find nobody better than me if you have to tell somebody that they're never gonna find anybody better than you they probably could find somebody better than you um you just trying to convince them that they won't so that they'll stay with you. But you should not have to tell anybody that. They should be able to say that for themselves. And um, there could always be somebody better than you, just so you know. Um, so if you fall under, if you fall victim to, or you are doing any of these things. Okay, so if you're doing any of these things to your significant other, check yourself figure out why you're doing those things you may need some counseling to figure that out but figure out why you are you are doing saying or behaving in these ways if you are someone who suffers from this type of abuse you 
also um there is a healing process that you would need to go through actually if you're suffering from any type of abuse there is a healing process that you would need to go through to um you know be able to move past um move through uh the the um feelings and the situations that are occurring okay so you know we have the um sexual abuse and then we also have reproductive abuse and this is people who control their um, partner's reproductive system Um, refusing oh okay let's get into this people who refuse to use a condom or other type of birth controls I you know I was talking to someone who was dating this guy and they were on their first sexual encounter they had been dating for a little while and they had come up into their first sexual encounter and so it was getting hot and heavy and um you know they were about to you know get to the do and she told him that she wanted him to put on the condom and he was like oh girl you know I'm clean you look clean we good and she was like no if you want to have sex with me you need to wear the condom and so he said okay got up and went to the store which meant he had no intent on abusing them I mean abusing of um, protecting either one of them that's red flag number two because the fact that he tried it without putting on a condom is red flag number one but red flag number two was that he didn't even have any in the house so he had to go to the store and get some I believe that she should have got up and out of there when he left to go to the store but she didn't she stayed so he then came back with the condoms put the condom on and um you know they got to getting to the dude at some point my man took that thing off that is abuse you cannot do that and I was disgusted hearing this story. I was sad hearing this story. I am uh, sad to know that there are people who just think that that is an okay thing to do. And it's not. Okay, um... So then they have breaking or removing condoms. Anyone who is breaking, poking holes in, that is abuse. You cannot do that. You do not get to make the choice for someone that they that they will possibly impregnate you or that you um, will possibly impregnate someone. That is not your choice. Um, people who lie about the rhythm method, um, people who lie about vasectomies, people who lie about being on the pill. That's all the same thing. Um, then also forcing you to not use any birth control or removing birth control methods. Um, sabotaging your birth control methods. That's again, poking the holes, tampering with the pills, flushing pills down the toilet, hiding the pills, those type of things. Um, people who make sure that you can't pay for your um, birth control People who monitor your menstrual cycles, that is, if, that's tricky. 
okay because sometimes people will monitor to know when to expect um, mood change so that they know not to go and take some things personal there are women who when they are um, approaching their menstrual cycle when they are you know what they call PMSing um, and their mood swing their mood may change Sometimes people will track that so that they don't take personal some things that may be said or done in those days or in that week. I don't know if that's such a personal thing. I mean, abusive thing so much. So I don't really know how that works. I'm not saying it's not, but I do know that there are people who will track but or monitor it. Um... But I don't know if it's an abusive thing. Sometimes I feel like it's more, um, I think it's a kinder thing because, you know, I know that, uh, I know when my, my children as teenagers, I knew when to expect that they were getting ready to start. I don't feel like that was an abusive thing. It was more like when you start and when your teenagers starting to like snap out a little bit, um, I could be like, oh, okay, you can, you can go ahead and carry yourself to your room. We not about to get into it. Cause I see where you coming from. You about to start crying. Uh, you know, I want to start yelling at you for things. Cause we, you know, you in an emotional state that you need, you may need a little bit of extra, you know, kindness and love in this moment. And so I don't know what they mean by abuse but I'm not going to say that it ain't it's on this list and I ain't questioning the list I'm just telling you I don't understand it um people who um force you to get abortions or prevent you from getting one um and then continually keeping you pregnant now when I was younger, I was pregnant from 1994 until 2001. I know it was a long time. And I don't know if that was a tactic that um, he had or if it was just that we were young and careless. And so for me, I won't say that that's not abusive, but I do. I have seen people who um the the male did want to keep his girlfriend or wife pregnant all the time and it didn't really seem like she wanted all of the children that they had but it was you know it was a forced thing and so I understand that too and if those things are happening to you I am so sorry and I want you to know that you are worthy of so much more and that it's not okay that these things are occurring in your life uh we're going to move on to the financial abuse and so financial abuse they say is giving an allowance and closely watching how you spend or demanding receipts now i think that um i don't know about the giving of allowance being abusive but I guess so. Somebody forcing you to, um, you know, if they're controlling all the money and they you can't spend unless they tell you to. And then you got to bring back a receipt for every, like you got to account for every dollar that you're spending on your allowance. That could be enough. Um, 
people who have to bring their paycheck home and they don't get access to any of the money. Now, I know back in the day, I don't know if this happens so much now as much or as much now, but I know back in the day, um, women, the grandmas, you know, they used to be a thing about the husband coming home and slapping his check down and you know the wife going ahead and paying the bills and all of those things making sure the groceries were together and all those things and then he would get some money you know for his pocket or he'd cash his check and he'd bring home the money slap down the majority of it and keep some for his pocket I don't know if that was an abuse thing or if it was um proof that the that he was taking care of his home so uh you know that could be if you don't have access to it though if you can't get to your to any money especially money that you make that would definitely be an abuse situation um people who can't even look at the bank account now that definitely falls under that um people who are limited to the number of hours that they work now I know for some families people don't work full-time jobs in an effort to um you know cut down on child care and those type of things but you know people who don't want you to work and will just be like oh you only allowed to work on these two days whatever that is a little bit of a financial abuse um People who go ahead on and max out your credit cards and they're in your name and then they never pay them. That is financial abuse. Um, Stealing money from you or your family or your friends. Using funds from from the children's savings account without their permission. Uh, People will call that abuse. I also want to say that there are times when families are in desperate need of those funds and um if hey if people are about to get put out if the, if we've fallen on some hard times and we you know we need a little bit of money for rent i don't know that that is abuse um if you've been saving that money for your children i don't know if that's abuse but that's what they saying um, living in a home but refusing to work or contribute to the household, that is a form of financial abuse. You know, it's a heavy load for someone who has to pay all of the bills in a home. And and so if you are not contributing in that way but and you are also just laying around and you're not cleaning, you're not you know, doing anything really, just like I'm not saying that um, stay at home because like a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home dad that is a huge responsibility and they pay in their fair share in sweat equity but there are people who really won't do anything and and, um, like a person who needs to come stay with you and then they don't contribute to the bills and you tell them like it's okay don't worry about you know paying the rent I was gonna pay the rent anyway uh, but then you come home and they're not working and they haven't cleaned up anything and now they have a mess or they got company over there. All of those things are happening. That is a form of abuse. Um, people who refuse to give you money to pay for necessities um, or shared expenses, but they're the person who has control over the money. That is a thing of abuse. 
And then they have the last category, which would be the digital abuse. And that is the use of technology, such as texting and social networking, to bully, harass, stalk, or intimidate people. This is usually a a form of verbal or emotional abuse online. Um... It says people who tell you who you can and can't be friends with. This is very interesting to me because there are people who like share a Facebook because they want to make sure that they know exactly who everybody is talking to. And that's just unnecessary. Um, People who send you negative insults. We know, you know that. If people are sending you negative insults, they threatening you and all that kind of stuff. That's abuse. Um... People who also use all these and we and and in the culture of social media, people, you know, play about this, but like social media stalking is a real thing and it's not dope. Um, Someone very close to me broke up with their boyfriend and after they broke up with him, they kind of they kind of blocked him from all their social media but there was one site where this person kept creating different accounts so that they could still watch what she was doing and every couple of months because you know they were not in a play in a healthy place they would send a message to let the person know i'm still out here watching you that's abuse okay um put you down on their status updates and let me tell you you guys might not know that this is abuse but it really is to be on there like that's okay i'll be all right so and so thinks she get you know so and so ain't getting what i'm getting i'm out here getting this money and she's broke any of those things that is abusive and that is not okay you don't need to talk about other people on your statuses on the social media um people who um send you unwanted pictures and also keep asking for them now there is a whole subculture on social media and if y'all aren't familiar with this kudos to you but there are people who when there there are especially this happens with women for men in my experience where you will be on let's just say facebook or instagram and you know facebook has messenger and instagram has the dms my dms are still um mad empty for you people who are trying to get in contact with me um but they will get into those places and as soon as you click on somebody's name it's a pic- picture of a penis there ain't no face there ain't no conversation it's just a picture of a penis and that is abuse that is emotional abuse that is digital abuse that is sexual abuse do not send your picture any man who is listening to this right now nobody want to see that that is disrespectful no woman is aroused by that and sometimes they will play with you because they are uncomfortable and they do not know where you coming from and they do not like that they get on the line and they start talking to their friends like girl i don't know why he would send me that it's not cute nobody want to see that nobody want to be walking through the store see that they got a message from you hit the little thing and it's your penis put that thing away and get that camera away from it now stop 
right now. And any of you women, if you are taking pictures of your vagina and just randomly sending them to men, stop that too. Quit. Today. We need to. Come on now. Nobody wants to see that. Let me calm myself down. Um, people who constantly uh, pressure you to send them the pictures or the videos. Or people who steal or insist on being given the password. Give me a password. Let me know your password. Let me know your password. If you feel like you need to know somebody's password because you feel like things are not working the way that you would like them to be, this may just not be the relationship you are in. You do not need to control people's passwords. If you don't trust them, you don't trust them. And if you are in a relationship with somebody that you don't trust, and would like to hide all of the things that they are doing so much so that you have to hound them to try to get these passwords this ain't the relationship for you there are other people and sometimes there is just you to be with for a while uh People who constantly text you and make you feel like you can't be separated from your phone for the fear that you will be punished. Like, where your phone? Oh, I, oh, I called you and you ain't answer. And you're like, oh, why set my phone down? Oh, why you set your phone down? Don't set your phone down. I could call you at any moment. Now, let me just back up a little bit. My mom never has her cell phone. You could call her all day. She ain't gonna have it. Anytime I need her when I'm out and I'm like want to ask her something, like I'm at a store and I want to say, hey, they got such and such on sale and she don't answer the phone because she don't never have the ringer on and she ain't never nowhere near it. When I'm saying to her, mom, sometimes for real, you can have your phone. Like sometimes for real, I don't think that that's an abusive thing. But people who feel like, uh uh-uh, if I text you, you need to, the response time need to be like 1.5 seconds. If I call you, you need to be on that phone. Who could you possibly be talking to that you ain't ready to talk to me? That is abuse. Chill out. Get your life together. Um, people who look through your phone frequently and they check to see your pictures and your texts and your outgoings. Um, people who tag you in unkind pictures on Instagram or Facebook or Tumblr. So people, if you have feel the need to constantly go through somebody's phone, that's not the relationship for you. It is not okay because you you don't trust that person. And even if that person has given you reason to not trust them by the fact that they may have cheated on you, uh, if you say that you forgive someone and take them back, then you need to forgive them and take them back. And if you can't forgive them and you cannot push through um, what, you know, what they have done, then you don't stay with them to keep them from being in a relationship with somebody else. It is time for you to break up and move on. And, uh, you know, instead of doing all of these tactics here, uh, people who use any kind of technology, um, to monitor you, like people who will put things in the car, people use GPS tracking systems, um, a lot of times people insist on other people using the find my, um, where, where are my friends or something like that, where they, where we can all see where locations are, I don't think everybody needs to see where I'm at all the time, I don't know you like that, and I do know you like that, but you don't need to know where I'm at at all times, it's not healthy, 
you know, there are times like when we, when people go on vacations, they want to make sure that you have your location on. So just in case something happens, we could at least try to track some places that you were, but just in general, cause you need to know like how long I was actually in a grocery store or you need to know how long I've been sitting in the house before I left. You, no, that's not, that's not cool. It's and it is abusive and we got to stop that too. Okay. So let's just go back to the categories. Remember, there are several categories of abuse and they are physical, emotional, sexual, reproductive, financial, and digital abuse. If you are being abused under any of these um, things, there is a place called the National Domestic Violence Hotline. you can call and be anonymous and talk to somebody and sometimes you can explain to them what you're experiencing and they can you know direct you to places and resources for you that will assist you and i know that it is not always easy to leave someone it's not even always easy to just speak up and say to somebody hey i don't like this treatment but there are people who are there they are willing and ready to have conversation with you to walk you through the steps that you need to take to make yourself um, feel safe and to feel um, protected and so the national domestic violence hotline number is 1-800-787-3224 again that's one 800 um, it's also 1-800-799-7233. 1-800-799-7233. That's for anybody who needs to speak to anyone. Please make a call. If you, if you feel like you think someone you know is in an abusive relationship, make a call. Have a conversation with them. They, you, may, you may be able to give them a scenario from one of your friends and they may be able to help you to even approach a friend to ask them if they're safe um, or, you know, a co-worker or something like that. Um, so make sure you have it. I'm going to post this National Domestic Violence Hotline on my Instagram page uh, and I will put the number up on my Tumblr as well. And of course, it will be in the show notes, the description um, under the show. Guys, when you are in a relationship, your partner should always respect your boundaries, okay? It should be okay for you to be able to turn your phone off at some point. You definitely have the right to be alone with your friends like if you are out with your friends you have the right to be with them in the moment and not be worried about if somebody calls you or texts you and having to be Johnny on the spot to respond to those things um you do not have to text your picture um 
or anything else that you are uncomfortable with especially nudes partial nudes you don't have to do sexting if you don't want to that is your right you don't have to just send pictures of your nipples i know that may sound out of sorts but there are people who would just say just send me your nipples you don't got to send me your face just send me your nipples you don't have to do any of those things you you that is your right and you don't have to um you your partner does not have the right to um forward any messages that you send to anybody else that's not okay you also for real have the right to not share your password with nobody and anybody you're in relationship with really does have the right to not want to give it to you it is a right now there are people who will share them and there's nothing wrong with that but their right is to not do it they don't have to do it if they want to and they are willing that is one thing but if you have to use any tactics to get them to do it it then they don't want to do it and now you're being controlling uh, make sure that you know what your privacy settings are. Um, you can always change your privacy settings at any time. So make sure you go in and check that and see who can see your stuff, who can log into your things. Don't give people your password again to any of these things. Uh, be f- mindful when you use the check-ins. Um, Facebook lets you do a check-in to tell people where you're at. Um, because if you are, you know, in a relationship where somebody is abusive and controlling, it may not be the best to let them know exactly where you are when you are there. Okay. So it's okay for you to tell your friends, Hey, 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 if you checking in, don't, don't check me in right now. And guys, y'all gotta be mindful. If people don't want, if people don't want them you checking them in don't do that so i know that it may seem like it's a cool thing to like we at the um i don't know we at the longhorn and if you and your friends go to the longhorn and you want to check in and say everybody's there before you tag everybody in it ask their permission to tag them in it because not everybody wants to be the person they're with to know exactly where they are and so it's not your right to just decide you want to do it because you want to know you want everybody on your friend list which most of the people you won't even invite into your house to know exactly where you at right now and who you're with ask permission to do so um because you have the right to feel comfortable and safe in your relationship and on your online you have the right to do that and so nobody has the right to take that from you in any way okay um i know that i hit a lot of the different categories but sometimes i think people are confused about what abuse actually is it is not just putting your hands on somebody and it is not just um you know put news on social media there are lots of things that encompass abuse and we need to be mindful of those things because there are some people that we know around us who are being abused and they don't think it's okay to speak up about them because a lot of things we laugh about or we joke about or we make light of and it doesn't create a place for 
people to speak up. Now, I'm not saying then that that means that everybody should, um, you know, be so sensitive and walk on eggshells about everything. But I'm just saying, let's just be mindful. Okay, guys, it looks like we didn't did another show. Again, thank you so much for being here. And again, I really appreciate the fact that you guys are still here after all the technical difficulties that I had, and which, um, again, allowed me to um, have to push back the, the drop of this episode. Don't forget, subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are listening from. And if you are an iTunes um, listener, please go on ahead and uh, subscribe, rate, and or review this podcast. I appreciate it. Tell your friends that we here having conversation. I will be putting up the hotline number. I will be um, giving you guys some conversation about abuse this week. And remember, if you have any things that you want to say to me, you can send me your emails or you can hit me up in my dms on um, instagram um or uh you know and i will see them and i will we can have dialogue there Uh, my email address is hey i'm just saying 21 at gmail.com and my instagram page is um just saying podcast over on instagram so you guys can hit me up there and we can have a conversation if there's something you may want to say or you want to ask a question go ahead on and send that if you want to send it anonymously we might be able to um answer some questions so that you know you may be a help to somebody else but i promise you if you, you if you let me know i will not read anything or post anything Um, that you have not given me permission to do so. Thank you again, guys, for listening to me. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you who celebrate and happy chilling on Thursday to all of y'all who do not. I appreciate you so much. Don't forget, guys, you don't have to take anything I say as fact. After all, I'm just saying.